Welcome back to the Good Convo Good People podcast with me, your host, Jordan DeLeon. I got a really special guest in the studio today, uh, one of my near and dear friends, Tyler Richmeyer. What's up, Tyler? Tell the people who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Ooh, a really special friend. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> uh, I am originally from Southwest Denver. Uh, I grew up in Bear Valley, and I, uh, I graduated from John F. Kennedy High School Went to University of Northern Colorado, graduated with a degree in acting, briefly lived in Denver for about six months and kind of worked the commercial market just to save up money, and now I live in Los Angeles. The city of angels. Yeah. <laughs> Except you're not there, so. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you go way back. We do. I we th- do. I was adding it up uh, this uh, this morning, I was like, we're coming up on 16 years. Yeah, we, we met freshman year, right? Yeah, freshman year. In drama. Dr- drama one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, no, yeah, we met freshman year. That's when you had you had the Justin Bieber hair before Justin Bieber. That is true. Yeah. I also wore skinny jeans before they were cool. Yes. And now they are not cool anymore. And you still wear them. 100%. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. I just like the way they hug me. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I switched to the, the slims. But the slims. See, you're... But, sa- but same thing. You're, you're like elegant now. You're wearing the slims. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do the skinnies no more. Yeah, I get it. You know, things got to change. I think I ripped too many pair. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ironically enough, when I was learning the, the reject back in, our, <laughs> like, the end of junior year, I ripped my pants. I ripped baggy pants trying to do the reject. Wow. Never ripped a pair of skinny jeans. That's though. how hard you're hitting. You see Jerkins coming back. I did. That was that was our era. It was. <laughs> We're getting so old. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, we are, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're almost 30 or? Th- yeah, I'm, I'm, uh. Because you, you, uh, you're born after me. I'm four right? days after you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you're, yeah. This is, this is it of the twenties. <laughs> I know. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm, I got mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like excited to see you know where, where the next ten years will take me. Um, and then I mean, it, it's just it's crazy. I can't like wrap my mind around it. I was like. Like, where did 20 years go? Oh, my gosh. Time is, I mean, especially these last two years with COVID and everything, but our 10-year reunion came and went, and, like, yeah, it was, like, a a snap of a finger. I remember graduating, and I think somebody mentioned something about a reunion, or, like, we'll see you at the reunion. I was, like, that's so far away, and it was, like, a blink of an eye. Did that even happen? I don't think so. Yeah. I know somebody was, like, talking about it, but... Um, I imagine it was tough, too, with 2020. Yeah, so, so like, that was hard. I think somebody mentioned that we'll do, like, a year, uh, 10 plus 1 or whatever. Got you. But we didn't do that. Um, that big 10. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, no, yeah, so, I mean, we're in drama together. That's yeah. how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of... Tell me about, like, I mean, what what made you want to be an actor? Is that... that is uh that is a good question so i grew up playing sports uh and my sister was taking a drama class my sister's one year older than me and she was taking a drama class at kennedy and she was like you know i think you might like this and then uh, i had another friend that had just started doing some drama and he was doing a uh, a musical version of bye bye birdie just for like some community theater so i went to see that and i was floored by the experience because 
I could just tell when everyone came on stage after it was said and done that they had just this, they built this sense of camaraderie throughout the show because they were just all basically going through this experience for one purpose and they were all like creating this one thing together. Yeah. And that just built such a great bond that I could sense that on stage. So I saw that show and I was like, I want that. Yeah. I want to experience <laughs> that. So I tried drama uh, freshman year. And uh, Cindy Compton. Yeah, Miss Compton. I love her. I, I uh, love she her too. she inspired me a lot. She actually encouraged me to audition for the Senior One Acts, mm. and I got into that because I was doing soccer at the time. I was playing soccer my freshman year. Yeah, you played soccer. Yeah, I did. Well, I wasn't good at it. I wasn't. I was. <laughs> <You> just, <laughs> I, I was on varsity because there was not a lot of people who were eligible, but I definitely should not have been on that team. I was horrible. <laughs> Uh, so she convinced me to do that. And then the one acts that I got in that first semester were a lot of comedies. And I realized very quickly that I like being on stage and making people laugh. So I was like, okay, this is a good feeling. I'm going to gra gravitate towards this. Yeah. And then throughout high school, I just kind of started doing more things. Um, I started doing more musical theater, which I didn't know I would enjoy doing. I did more choir. And then toward the end of high school, I knew I wanted to go to the University of Northern Colorado. There, I didn't know specifically what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew that a lot of my friends were going there and that it was a decent school. So I was like, okay, this will be a fun experience. I'm going to figure it out. And so I show up undeclared to the student orientation, and I just so happened to write down on a little piece of paper that my interests were theater. And I happened to meet the head of theater studies there and she she's an incredible professor uh ended up having her for uh, a movement teacher later on but she basically said you know it's not too late to sign up for a theater studies major and this you know it's kind of like the base of all the theater you can do this with teaching you can go this route this route this route yeah all you have to do is write this essay, turn it in by this point. And it was a two-page essay, and I was just that was the last thing I wanted to do summer before college. But I did it, yeah. and I was just like, okay. So I went in with a couple theater classes. Weirdly enough, uh, the first theater class I had was play script analysis with that teacher. Mm -hmm. And the first class I ever have in college, one of uh, my good friends who actually helped me a lot through kind of musical theater and learning things, uh, Zach Murphy. Oh, Remember him? Yes. Zach, he walked Zach. in late, of course, but he walked <laughs> into that class and I was like, okay, there's something that is clicking here. I'm meant to be here. Yeah. This this is, this is feels right. And then before that, Zach, he went to New York, right? To, he did, to yes. To go to an, an act, because I remember he, he, he was kind of like, because he was what, 2009, right? Or 2008. No, he, he was 2008, yeah. 2008. So he went to New York, he went to school there. Uh, and then decided to go back to UNC, um, and then he went out to California. Oh, yeah, I do remember yeah. Zach in UNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he went there, and then he actually really inspired me to audition for the acting program. He, he sat me down his very first day. He was like, look, dude, you're good enough. Just got to put yourself out there and do this. And he, I, I'm very thankful for him. He helped me with my monologue audition for the program itself. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. Can you, it's like a minute monologue, and you're going into this thing just yeah. like, okay, all my, my future's riding on this right <laughs> here. And I did the audition, and uh, I it did not go well. Mm. It did not go well, which is unusual because 
I, growing up, was used to think, like, if I put effort into something, I would succeed at it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm hitting this wall of, okay, that didn't go my way. How do I deal with that? So the second semester, I was in a beginning acting class for non-acting majors. Mm -hmm. And that was led by a professor in the acting program. He saw my work there and basically was like, I think you should be in the program, which was fortunate because I officially got like pe my friends were getting letters of like, oh, you auditioned for the program. You're going to be in it next year. And I, yeah. was, I didn't have anything. Yeah. My letter actually ended up getting lost in the mail. So oh, I shit. went home <laughs> and I was working at Denver Water doing the summer internship in between to save up money for school. Yeah. I and remember you doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was basically just working nonstop. And then I get this call uh, from my mom being like, okay, well, I just got a call from the university. Your letter got lost, but you are in the program. Because at that point, I was just kind of like, oh, maybe this is a sign. Maybe I should like give up because the whole time going the reason why I went undeclared is because I, I didn't think this was a very viable career option for myself yeah and then being around that environment I realized you know I would rather fail at this than succeed at anything else yeah so that that was the moment where I was just like okay I'm digging my heels in I'm going to continue through this uh, and then I ended up getting into the program um, I had some good experiences there graduated in 2014 and I ended up getting my first commercial agent in Denver, Radical Artists, while I was still in school. And I booked a couple internal videos for the Air Force, which actually helped me save up some money to move to Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So yeah. you were in the commercial? Yeah, so I booked my first I've thing. i seen that. It wasn't, it's, it's like an internal video, so it's like... Oh, so yeah. they show it like... Mm -hmm. when in, like one of them was like a, a suicide prevention one. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a lot of focus on mental health around that time, just kind of within the armed forces, so... The person I played was going through a lot, and it was just kind of like, you know, you you have all these resources. We want to make sure you know these resources exist if you do feel this way. Yeah. So you have some help and some okay. support. Yeah. Um, uh, one of Natalie's nieces is actually in the Air Force. I'm going to have to ask her if she's seen that video. I mean, if she, <laughs> it, it was post-2014, she probably did. Yeah. So she just went this oh, okay. summer. Then she, she might have, yes. unless they've updated it. Yeah, I'll have to ask her. That's I look funny. I look like a goofy person. <laughs> well, you always look numb. No, I am a goofy. <laughs> no. I'm a goofy person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I guess I. I always knew that you know you, you went to school for uh, for acting. And, yeah. But I I never knew the basis of it. So that's that's new for me too. Yeah. Well, it's it's something I don't really talk about usually. I guess I think. I think acting for me. Uh, is something I, I rarely talk about because at least in Los Angeles, you know, you ask, what do you do? And it's like, oh, I'm an actor. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, everybody's yeah, an actor. Everyone, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's easy to, to get in that m mindset of like, oh, okay, because I'm not acting right now, I'm not an actor. Yeah. But, you know, I have done things, like we were talking about earlier, like if I were to look back at what I've accomplished now when I first moved to Los Angeles, I would, my mind would be blown. Yeah. Because I, I'm, paid for acting i have a manager i have a commercial agent i've done all these things i have a uh, side job where i can live pretty comfortably in between so i'm not really focused on i need to book the next thing yeah because i need to pay my bills so it, it takes that pressure off of me so i can approach it from a more creative aspect which for me is something that i rediscovered during the pandemic i rediscovered my love for it because 
you go through the, all this stuff and you're constantly hearing no, 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 no. Yeah. And it's easy to get jaded. And then I was like, you know, I actually really love to do this just because I love to do this. Yeah. And approaching, I think, anything from that pure, that pure love is the best way you can do anything. Exactly. And, you know, the fact that you love it and it, it's not a job. It's, yeah. You know, I, I would do it getting paid to do something you enjoy doing and oh especially like doing acting i mean my hat's off to you i mean i think like looking i mean we're you know being in in drama and then you know eventually going into production yeah um, you know for those who don't know what production is like the high level of, it's like the high level of acting and at kennedy yeah it's like the classes that are rehearsal would start in class and it would go it would bleed Le over into after school so it's like if you're in that class you're in the show yeah and i mean that was i think all of high school that was probably the one thing that i enjoyed the most i mean we were surrounded by good people you know yeah you uh tim stanley oh yeah and anthony newen anthony um Hawk Vu. Hawk Vu. <laughs> well even because uh our uh, when I was a junior in the senior class, you know, Jeff Traeger. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was I was in there, fortunately enough, my freshman year with the senior with like the seniors of 2006. It would have been. Yeah. 2006. Yeah. That's well, our our 2007. Seven. Yeah. 2007, seven. They graduated seven. 2007. Uh, so that for me was a cool experience just to kind of have those like elder mentors yeah where i think especially with with stage and like stuff like that it's easy to put people on a pedestal mm -hmm. so it's like okay at, at a very early stage these people are my peers yeah and i mean that's why you're so good because you you got to be there for for four years in yeah. production i was there for four years yeah i think i didn't go till my so uh, junior yeah actually uh remember that the ib program mm -hmm. so i started off high school in the IB program and I went to my counselor and just to add production in with the drama class I was already in that first uh that second semester yeah and they basically told me that I would have to drop one of those or drop the IB program and I was just like all right yeah I'll drop the IB program drop so the IB. I, I feel like instinctually <laughs> good, de good decision yeah instinctually at a very young age I knew this is kind of like where I wanted to gravitate toward or yeah. it just creativity in general yeah no i mean it was i it's just exciting i mean it was an exciting class you know yeah. it's, it, you know you're in a class to you know be in towards you know a play i i never really liked the musicals but yeah it, i mean my my acting career is not as great as yours but i think i started in middle school um okay so you started earlier than me yeah so it was uh let's see seventh grade i believe um yeah, seventh grade, I uh, there was a poster, like, you know, come audition for, and it was Annie. <laughs> what role did you play? Um, what did I play? Oh, I was like a police officer. I didn't, I was been Annie. Yeah, no, I was like, I didn't get to be <laughs> Annie or Daddy Warbucks, but uh, uh, no, so I auditioned for it, and I just, I, I loved it. It was just so fun, you know, just, uh, you know, going after school, you know. I think I, I kind of liked it because, you know, a lot of my friends were in it and, you know, yeah. we got to hang out too. But at the same time, like kind of actually going through like rehearsing and memorizing lines and, mm -hmm. you know, you get to be this character and all that. And it, it was exciting for me. So then the following year um, we did Aladdin and I, I didn't get a big role, but uh, I was. Uh, there are no small roles. Right. <laughs> I, I was like uh, it was one of the the like guards. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. I was the main one though. So oh, there I, you go. That counts. You, you got all the power. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh i i just i just like being on stage and i think i've always kind of been like just real like outgoing kind of oh yeah i don't want to say the center of tension but I, I i do like to be like the well, spotlight and like sit there and, and i could talk to everybody and yeah. you know what i mean I, I i always enjoyed that well like to this day I, I told you the other day like you were still one of the funniest people i've ever met in my entire life <laughs> like I, I think that's honestly what made us so close is that you always were just able to make everyone laugh so easily you just put people at ease and yeah I, that's a quality about you that i really like thank you I don't yeah think nobody's ever told me that well i'm so glad i, I appreciate I, I, it i'm glad yeah. i could <laughs> give you that that compliment yeah and i no, i just remember freshman year um just kind of being in the class and and so i mean i went to kepner so yeah you know it was, it was a little hood um so to go to kennedy i'm like you know i, I kind of don't know how to act around these people yeah. and but i i think we met and we just kind of just clicked it off right away mm -hmm. and i i think there's a picture of us freshman year is that freshman year where you had the long hair and i, I think i was wearing a hat oh gosh is it, are, you're not talking about the one where we had lanyards is, is it that that, was one, that, freshman that year? one's not freshman year because i think the lanyards came in later on i think that would be sophomore, sophomore year probably year. Uh, maybe even junior year because i think that seems like a memory from junior year maybe what? it's just because i liked junior year the best when did you cut your hair oh I, that oof. was that your junior year no that was senior year okay i think I, it was because you had the long hair. It went through ebbs and flows because my my dad didn't want me to grow it out, and I always wanted <laughs> to grow my hair out. My grandfather was a barber, so every time I'd go there, he'd kind of just do whatever my dad wanted. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you finally got to grow it out, that was your little that was my a, my rebellion. Yeah, I was gonna say being a little rebellious. I was like, I'm gonna grow my hair in my <laughs> eyes, and I can't see anything, but I'm gonna be stubborn. And I feel like I look good. <laughs> You're not gonna tell me what to do, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a phase. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, I mean, you were always the star of our, our class, so, I mean, it, it makes sense why you kind of went the way you did. And, and you know, I, I applaud you for taking that step. So, I mean, talk to me a little bit about, you know, just, like, making that decision, okay, I'm going to move to L.A. Yeah. Um, from a very young age, I always, I always knew I wanted to live in California. And I think it, at that point it was kind of just like a pipe dream where it was just like, before I knew I wanted to do acting, I was flirting around with the idea of marine biology. I had gone to a sea camp in eighth grade, and then I took marine bio in high school, yeah. which I think is a really cool class that they offer no, in Colorado. Yeah. It's like there's Even no though I failed it, I mean, it was still nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you, you took away at least like some good memories from it, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Owning a clownfish. And yeah. I think, I don't know, eventually I would like to to go back to that and get my own um tank and, and go do, do all that again yeah, yeah. The nit I, I gotta remember the nitrate levels and all that oh, see, that's, <laughs> that's the difficult part oh my gosh i forgot all about that but i just remember looking at those fish and they were so different and colorful and vibrant from anything that i grew up around and i was like this is fascinating yeah and i think i was drawn to the the fact that so much of the ocean is unexplored where it's almost like this new frontier and yeah. i was like oh this is exciting and then I gravitated towards acting, and I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to do this, I kind of would rather do film. I started doing theater, and I love theater. I will always love theater. There's that level of connection with the audience where you're getting that constant feedback, and you're, it's, it's almost like a dopamine high where it's just like, I'm doing really good right now. I'm doing yeah, really good, yeah. which is different in film because everyone is paid to be quiet. 
and you have to give yourself that validation. So it's like on, in film, if you hear nothing, you're doing a good job. If yeah. you get some notes, it's like, okay, take those notes and do whatever you yeah, want to do. Like, but it's cut, like, cut, cut, cut. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> especially on a comedy, it's just like, you're not going to know. There might be some laughter after you cut, but it's like, if someone laughs during a take, the take's ruined. So you kind of got to just be confident in your work. But long story short, California was the destination for that as well. So I think early on in college, after I had committed to acting, I knew I was going to move to California and it was just a matter of when and I knew I wanted to I think it, it maybe it was just what I thought I needed to do afterwards because I stayed in Colorado for six months saving up some money and you know I should have moved back in with my parents to do so but you know, the good lesson in pride I was just like no I'm independent I want to do this I'm gonna get my own apartment with my stepbrother and we're gonna do this I didn't save a whole lot of money doing that no. yeah but you know, lessons learned. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and then um, I met with a friend from college, and we were just kind of like, you know, we're both moving out there. We don't have roommates. Would you want to live together? And it was like, sure. We kind of click. Uh, we had always been kind of acquaintances, but our personality traits vibed very well. So we were like, okay, this will work. Yeah. And then we set a date. I was only on a six-month lease at the apartments over by Bear Creek, so I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, 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 off Girton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that, and uh, I put my two weeks in. I was working at a restaurant. I was working at 24-Hour Fitness. I was working multiple jobs, just trying to save as, up as much money as I can. And uh, we quickly learned, looking at places, how hard it is to get an apartment when you don't live in that state, let alone a place that has a higher living cost of living, especially at the time, it was very different. And the apartments that we could afford were in like Crenshaw, like South Central, <laughs> which you, you, you lived out there for like a month. So you understand that area is not very yeah. nice. And I didn't, I was like, I, I've lived in places that aren't very, very savory, you know, like, so I was like, we can do this. And the day before I was supposed to leave to California, my roommate calls me and he's there at the place. He's like, you know, I don't think I can do this. Oh shit. So, I never knew that. Yeah. So I actually stayed an extra week in Colorado than I originally intended because we were just scrambling, trying to find a place. He was out there already staying with a friend. So I was looking online, sending him to these places, and nothing was falling through. So at the end of the week, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take this leap of faith, and nothing is getting solved while I'm here. I'm just going to head out there. Yeah. So I moved out. I put everything in my little Mustang that couldn't oh, hold anything. So I left a lot Mustang? behind. Yeah, I had like half my clothes and that was basically about it. I remember that now that you talk about that. I remember kind of me and Tim sending you off farewell. And yeah. You loading up your Mustang. and you, you, I didn't speak with it a lot about, or I didn't speak to a lot of people about it because I was kind of embarrassed. You know, I put it all my two weeks. I'd like had my like going away parties. So it was just like, I just talked to my best friends about like, oh, well, I'm here for another week if you want to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so I did that and uh, I moved out there and we ended up luckily finding a place and it was, I lived in a hotel for a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Almost got scammed out of some money trying to find a place. And, uh, <sighs> Yeah, and then for the first year there, just basically tried to uh, figure out how to survive. You know, I was fresh out of college, like young 20s. I don't, in a new city, I don't know, hardly know anyone, just figuring life out. And 
it, it was very much a struggle. There were times where I had less than $50 and times where my credit card information got stolen and I had to rely on other people for like groceries. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to have those people in my life. And then eventually it, I started to find a little bit more solid ground. And uh, I think the th second or third year I got back into acting classes. And from there, it's just been like a, a not a constant like climb because everything goes through ebbs and flows, but I've been able to uh, like get uh, a manager, an agent. Uh, I booked some some work uh, doing like um, some web series to start. I did uh, an independent feature film, a lot of short films. Uh, I did like I've done a couple of those crime recreation shows. Yeah, yeah. I got to play <laughs> the murderer in one. That was pretty cool. I haven't seen that one. That one is on. It's on ID. What do they call it now? It's like Investigation Discovery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you It's like the New, New York Times presents... Uh, I should know the title of this, but I, it's not on the top of my head. New York Times presents uh, something. I'm sure if you look that up, you'll Okay, yeah, I, I got to look, that, look yeah. that one up. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, you're, sh you're, getting, you're getting your face out there. Yeah, Try, I was going to say trying to, but I'm also not trying to to minimize things you know we were talking about that earlier too where it's just like i i feel like the more i'm trying because there's no certain way to figure this out and i feel like the comforting thing i've found with doing something so different as far as like personal training and acting is there's a lot of similarities and i feel like that with a lot of uh, professions of the clients that i talk to without my sessions where it's just like there's always going to be a level of I'm here, but I want to move here. Yeah. And there's always going to be something that you dislike or about the job. And you just have to really kind of accept certain things you can't control and be happy with what you've done so far and celebrate the accomplishments you've made. Mm -hmm. But then still not get comfortable enough to stay there if you do want to keep pursuing exactly and i think that's something i try to push is you know don't get comfortable yeah and don't you know settle um so yeah um as you touched on i mean you're a personal trainer so mm -hmm. that's what your your other thing keeping you afloat and um as you mentioned where you don't have to you know need to have a gig in order to survive so yeah uh, talk to me a little bit. How's uh, I think you mentioned the other night when we were at Tim's that um, you got a pretty good solid set of clientele. Yeah, I I, I feel very fortunate about that. Uh, I've never had to advertise myself. I started off um, at a big corporate gym. I won't say the name, but I did that for about a year and a half and quickly realized that financially I thought it would be a little bit better than what it was. And then I moved into a private gym where I just rent space for an hour. And uh, I will get my own clients. Luckily enough, this uh, this particular uh, personal training studio, uh, the owner will just kind of feed me clients because people will reach out. They have a really high Yelp review. So nice. I've been there for about five years now. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, which seems... How long have you been in L.A. total? Almost. Oh, no, not almost. Uh, just over... I moved out on Halloween in 2014. Okay. So six years. Wow. Time flies. It really does. <laughs> uh, oh, seven years. 
You can tell I didn't go to school for math. Yeah. It's 2021. I, I agreed with you. So my <laughs> math is as good as yours. <laughs> so, so, so you, you, uh, the, he freed you clients. Yes. So I basically, I get to choose my own schedule, which is, which is very conducive to acting. And right now everything is self-taped. So it's kind of like I can choose when I want to work on this, which is very nice. So usually my days will start at about 5 a.m. I'll do some sessions. I'll have a break in the middle of the day. I'll go back at about like 4, sometimes a little bit earlier. And then I'll stay. I usually try to cut it off about like 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, so I can go home and eat and fall asleep i'm usually in bed by like 8 30 which is oh man yeah oh gosh i know <laughs> hey, i fall asleep by 8 30 and one of my favorite things to do is walk around my neighborhood and wave at my neighbors that i don't talk to you hit them with that the, hello with the head nod or maybe the little the yeah. little the quick little it's yeah. not a wave but it's like a hey are the the, hey. the smart yeah <laughs> the awkward smile yeah. that's me my favorite thing to do on friday is get a, a nice cold brew and just go on a walk and and wave at people what part of LA do you live in again? I live in Glendale, so it's uh, Los Angeles County, but it's like right outside of Burbank. It's like west, northwestish. A little northeast. North. Oh, okay, I'm. So I'm it's like in between yeah. Pasadena and Burbank, uh, like 15 minutes from downtown when there's no traffic. But I can hop on the there's highway. There's a mall over there, right? The yeah, Glendale the, the Galleria. Galleria. Yeah. It's pretty much. It's basically the Grove. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, so it's right there. I can be in t- technically Los Angeles in like five minutes. So it's like just right on the border, which is nice for me because it's like a little bit of a quieter place. That's yeah, not the. Yeah, and I'm an introvert. I need to recharge. I lived in Hollywood. I've worked in West Hollywood in nightclubs. It's like that's not necessarily my scene, especially as I get older. So it's nice to have that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, gosh. You should see me in a nightclub. I was just like, I, I can do this because all I want to do, I'm so anxious that I just want to clean everything. So everything is spotless. <laughs> but when I have nothing to do, I'm just standing in the corner just like chewing my gum like there is no tomorrow because I need to be doing something. Yeah. I do that too. I Like where I'm. Like, I, I, I just have to chew my gum, like, where I'm just kind of, like, waiting for something. Yeah. <laughs> do you have anxiety? I do. Yeah, same. Yeah. How, when did you realize, because I, I imagine we both growing up have kind of, like, figured out, like, ways to deal with anxiety. Do you find certain things trigger it more or, like? Mine's mine's interesting. Okay. Um. So, I don't know if you've ever heard of, like, depersonalization or derealization uh no tell me about that it's basically i don't know it comes from like traumatic events as like a childhood but something will like trigger it and it's where you kind of feel like um if you're not uh, trying to explain it without like sounding too crazy but it's like kind of like you're like watching yourself from like like an outside perspective exactly okay it's it's just it's a weird feeling where um it's just something that triggers it. And yeah. It, and, you know, I I remember the first time feeling it, I was like, thought I was dying. I was like, it was pretty intense. Yeah. And, you know, like imagine like just kind of just kind of coming out of your body and like kind of like watching yourself. Wow. And um, so, yeah, I remember like feeling that and like having to go to the hospital because I, I, I didn't know what was wrong or like. Whoa. And it, yeah, it, it stems from just just uh, just trauma in, in childhood got you and you know a little bit about my situation you know being taken away from my parents and Mm -hmm. all that um a little bit of that a couple of other things that happened but um yeah so i'm i I would have panic attacks because i didn't know what was wrong with me and just kind of 
it kind of slowed down a little bit as as I was a teenager, but it would still happen again. And I remember freshman year for homecoming, mm-hmm. it hit me, and I just like I was like I I can't freak out. Ah, uh, you know I don't I don't want to sit here and you know have the ambulance called and you know everyone yeah. watching me and and then that would just make your anxiety worse. Exactly, and so I just remember just sitting on the senior benches, just kind of just like quiet and just like trying to focus on not dying. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, it was super intense, and I remember um, my date was just like, "You want to go dance or you know what's wrong?" Yeah. I'm just like I'm I'm okay, I'm okay. Wow. And I just kind of like really shut down. I think that's kind of when I realized like okay, I can kind of control it. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily control it, but just kind of... There's kinda, ways to deal with it. Yeah, just to where I'm not freaking out, where I'm I just kind of... And it's just really mind over matter and just kind of just taking control of, like, the situation and being like, okay, like... Not going down that rabbit hole of, like... Freaking out yeah. and just being totally intense. So I, I think... I mean, I, I'll have episodes of it, and it's... I mean, it's not like... I don't want to make it seem like it's like being schizophrenic or anything, but it's no, just, yeah. it's just a, it's just a really intense feeling. And then now I, it'll happen, you know, I'll, I'll be, you know, at a family event and it'll happen and people won't even know what's happening because I can still like function and be yeah. normal. Um, but, uh, it, it's just like, just mind over matter, you know, and yeah. it's just kind of just sitting there and trying to take hold of it and just switch it. And I, and I'll, I'll do things like, um i try to focus on like something so like where i'll i'll like start reading something mm-hmm. i used to do it with social media like i would sit there and scroll and through just like social- doom scroll yeah yeah and just like try to read things and now i i kind of like research things or um just look up or read articles and just trying to kind of keep my mind busy whereas mm-hmm. like i kind of like take it over and like shift into um getting back control of it yeah so um, I've read a couple books on it. And I, I think it might be something I'll deal with yeah. for most of my life. But at least now it won't. Af- it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Like I said, I I can. I had to. Um, I forgot what I was doing, but I had to talk in front of people, and it kind of hit me. Oh yeah, that can be scary. Yeah, and I was just like, "Well, you're not gonna freak out in front of this crowd of people, so yeah, get <laughs> get a hold of yourself. Get it together. <laughs> get it together." And I I did it, and like I said, people won't even know that that I'm going through it. So yeah, I think the the first step is kind of learning to recognize the signs that it is happening and then mm-hmm. you can really kind of be like okay this is happening this is uh, a response and this is the procedures that are i'm, I'm going to take to kind of deal with this response yeah I, I think the biggest thing is just it wasn't talked about being younger you know what no I mean? mental health is was not at all yeah so it's it was like and for the longest time like i didn't know what it was and i was mm. just like, like, like this can't be normal yeah and, you're like is something wrong with me yeah and and having to like do research on it and like certain like a lot of people will deal with it and um to find out that i wasn't the only one kind of made it easier and you know a lot of people and i think um yeah just talking about it and just i think especially for our kids now to under let them know you know what anxiety is and yeah um you know it's it's a normal thing and it's just showing them how to take care of it and yeah I, i think that should be super huge yeah, I think what you said just now about, like, knowing that you're not alone in it is huge. Yeah, because, I mean... If you just hold that in and you're not talking about it, that's such an extra weight to put on your shoulders unnecessarily. And I think that's one of the main lessons I've learned, especially, like, you know, I, I love my family, I love all my friends, but, you know, I, I have a good support system where I live in Los Angeles, but it, it, coming back here, it's always so nice because... 
get to catch up with everyone and, and realize, kind of just go back to my roots and be like, wow, I really created a nice support system here back in the day. And just knowing people were there for you. And I think going back to what I was saying, like being away from everyone, I think it has been easy for me to be like, no, I'm going to do this myself. I'm independent and this and this and this. And I think that's almost kind of glorified. But at the end of the day, you know, people were meant to to connect and help each other and having that community and like there's no shame in that. That's almost more powerful being able to accept help from another person when you need it rather than be like, no, I'm stubborn and I'm going to do, I'm gonna this do myself. it myself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there before and it, it's it's nice to sit there and finally be like, you know what? I I do need your help. Yeah. I do need you to show me. And there's nothing wrong with that. And no. I, I think we need to normalize that. And um, yeah, being able to talk to somebody. I think, too, kind of like growing up, I mean, it's like as being a male, yeah. you know, you don't show emotion. Yeah, you, don't you, cry. Yeah, you know, don't be a little girl. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And I, I think we got to get away from that because, oh, yeah. you know, as <laughs> you know, we, we can be emotional. You know, oh, we yeah, need to definitely. express our feelings and, you know, we need to. Whereas, you know, holding it's it in healthy. and sucking it up. Yeah. And I think probably one of the biggest reliefs is as being a man is to sit there and and let it out. And you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And just like, you know what? You know, boys cry too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I there's I've I've what I've realized in the past years is that vulnerability is viewed as weakness. Mm-hmm at least in like the toxic masculinity culture that we live in now. But being vulnerable is actually really fucking, sorry, can I? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. (laughs) This is my, say whatever you want. It's really fucking courageous. Mm -hmm. That takes a lot of bravery to sit there and just take those layers that you hide yourself in, open those up and say, here, this is me, unadulterated. This is what I'm feeling right now. And it's just healthy to process those feelings. I feel, especially with me lately, I've been, I've been noticing that I have always intellectualized those feelings. So I process it's like, oh, I'm feeling sad right now. This is why I'm doing it. But I still don't necessarily allow that feeling to take hold to where I'm dealing with it. Yeah. So I'm still holding on to all this baggage that now I'm just carrying around with me and that I'm like, okay, maybe I should go talk to a licensed professional and like deal with this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's definitely important that, you know, people don't feel like they have to act a certain way or that like men or women have to act. Yeah. Men got to be strong and yeah. And women can be emotional. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Women are strong as hell. Yeah, no, after seeing Natalie give birth to a child, I'm like... Oh, my gosh. There's no way my body could go through that. No, imagine, like, a baby shooting out of your butthole. Dude. (laughs) I mean, like, just... There'd probably be... Somebody said this to me. They're like, there'd probably be a lot less kids around if if men had to give birth to kids. I think so. (laughs) Our population would be very... If if not gone, very slim. (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of funny. I was talking to uh, my aunts and my mom last night, we did like a little early Christmas thing and they were talking about their like pregnancy experiences and all three, my grandma, my mom and my aunt were all like, yeah, like my water broke. And then I went and did this. And then we ended up going to hospital. It was just like, I need, I knew I needed to finish wrapping the gifts. <laughs> so I went and wrapped the gifts or I went and took a shower and did this. So it was like, Oh, I made sure this was okay. And then I went to the hospital. It's just like, holy crap yeah <laughs> like if that happened to me i would freak out yeah. I'd be like oh, okay we're going right now it's time to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like you know more power to them that it i feel like 
yeah, gender roles in today's society is is uh, definitely something that people should question for themselves. Be like, oh, do I fit into this paradigm that's being fed to me by, I don't know, who, who creates the rules and why? Yeah, it's just kind of always just like that. Yeah. That unwritten rule or like, yeah, who put that in place that we needed to act like that? Yeah. No, and I, I think, too, it comes down to the the type of people you surround yourself with. Mm. You know what I mean? If you're around a group of people where you don't feel comfortable to where you can, like, ex- like share your emotions or... Yeah, I get that. ...break down to and stuff like that and or feel vulnerable, like you said, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's kind of hard. And then, you know, you're more likely to keep it in. Yeah. And then, I mean, that, that emotions are just energy. And if you hold on to that energy, it's not going to go anywhere. It's, that's going to stay in the pit of your stomach and it's going to keep building and building and yeah. building and then something's going to happen where and it's, it's all going to come out mm-hmm. that's in the wrong way and yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> 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 um so how's la how's living in la I, i've seen a lot of people are moving out of there and yeah so uh it's good you know i i started living there with a, a love-hate relationship and i think that's just because you know like as a young 20, you know, being in young in your 20s, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't really have a lot of opportunities to explore the city in ways that I wanted to do, but I, I've i grown to really appreciate it now. There is basically something for everyone to do. The different pockets of the city are so different, so it's like if you find yourself wanting to vibe with a certain uh, kind of crowd or do this or do this there's always like that place you can go where it's like there's a lot of uh, bars and places like that like where it's I feel really comfortable going they play like like t- t- 2000s like emos music yeah. and it's just like okay this is this is this is the spot for me yeah uh, if you know like if you're into poetry they do like poetry slams and stuff like that and uh, the food there there's always new restaurants popping up and that's that's something that I think I've really learned that I enjoy is exploring new things. And we were talking about being comfortable earlier. I Mm -hmm. think for me, a lot of the times, especially in my acting work and in my own life, I think that's why I enjoy acting so much actually is because I am so comfortable being comfortable in my own life that that's where I take risks. Yeah. And I'm learning that in order to better myself as an actor and a human being, I need to take more risks in life as general. And, you know, we have such a short time on this earth. It's like, why not take risks? Why trying something new? It's like, it's okay. Old things are okay, but it's like, why not experience as much as you can? I feel like that is really able, I'm able to do that in, in Los Angeles, at least for right now. I don't know if I'm going to live there my entire life. I was going to ask you that, you think? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, depending on where your career goes, which is going to be up. Yeah. I, I, here, here's what I'll say. Ideally, for my career, I would really enjoy being able to live a little further out of the city and then kind of like calabasas ah. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta be i have i have never been to calabasas so w- where I, is that that's isn't that where all the celebrities live like, okay if that's where i the, think it's like north it's like north of pasadena north east oh, okay northeast see i want to live closer to the water i've always loved the like beach. malibu yeah i would love love maybe we'll see you know neighborhood but long beach uh, could I'm be. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not opposed. I've been there a couple times. Uh, Long Beach is changing a lot too. I feel like with everything we were talking about, how Denver's changing so much. Everywhere is changing so much. 
but uh, I would like to live a little further outside of the city and come back when I need to. Um, long, long, long term, I would like to do that, plus travel for work. Yeah, a lot which of you will. Yeah, and I mean a lot of the, because everything's self tapes now. A lot of the like feature indie films that I've been getting auditions for are film in other states. So it's like okay, I would go live in like Oklahoma or Ohio or Florida or Texas for like a month or two, and then I would and they pay for everything so it's yeah like basically i could and i could still do virtual training while i'm there not filming too so it's like i i, I feel like the way the world is moving it's it's a nice place to be where i'm at because it's like i'm kind of open to whatever yeah but whatever i, do, I would love to to get paid to travel no that and i i definitely think that's a viable option you yeah. know especially if you you stay with it and yeah, you'll be all over the world. Yeah, and I think the, talking about staying with it, for me, we were talking about mental health. It's like a lot of the ways that I deal with like my mental health throughout this, especially hearing no all the time, is focusing on leading with love rather than fear. Mm, I like Not, that. Yeah, uh, I heard that on a on a podcast recently so i can't take credit for it. but <laughs> you know leading with love you're leading with good intention you're doing it because you love it you're not expecting anything from it but those things could very well happen rather than when you lead with fear it's like and i feel this when i do auditions where it's just like oh i'm doing this and i, I really just want it to be good i want to get this part yeah and i'm put so much pressure on myself and there are so many reasons they're seeing thousands of videos there's so many reasons i'm not going to get this role yeah. Where it's like, why not enjoy the process of making this thing? Yeah. Because at the very end of the day, even if I get it, great. But if I don't, at least I had fun doing it. Yeah. And at the very end of the day, the more you do anything, the better you're going to do at it. So I, I've consistently trained since about 2015. I, I've been in an acting class every single week. Nice. Because, uh, you know, you got to put in that time and sharpen your sharpen tools. That. Yeah, exactly. Because when that opportunity comes for me and they've been coming a little bit more frequently, but when that bigger opportunity finally comes, I want to be the most prepared for that. Exactly. Cause they always, you know, you always hear that phrase, you know, it's a, success is, is luck and preparation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well I'm going to be a, as prepared as I can for when that luck happens. Exactly. Oh, I like that. Yeah. No, that, that, that's perfect to put it that way. Yeah. And I think, too, it's just a matter of just getting your face out there. Yeah. And uh, granted, I could be doing a little bit better at that. I think there there's no one way to achieve success in this specific career. And, you know, going to college, they don't really teach you the business side of the entertainment industry. Yeah. That's something you got to figure out on your own. Yeah, I was just going to say it's kind of trial and error and learn yeah. as you go. Yeah. And uh, one comforting thing about that is like a lot of other careers people want to work with who people who they feel comfortable with or through they who they know or through they get referrals through other people so it's like as the city of los angeles becomes smaller the entertainment industry is becoming smaller i'm meeting more people i'm creating connections to where it's like oh i've worked with this person on a gig you've worked with them on this so it's like yeah like oh tyler's a good guy yeah exactly and i hard worker yeah and i feel like i am a hard worker i always try to be as prepared as i can and i'm there you know sometimes especially on on non-union stuff for like 12 plus hours but it's like those days go by so quickly (laughs) and i feel so energized from them because i'm doing what i love yeah 
and that and i think that's just the biggest thing is is doing it as you love and another thing too is like i think a lot of luck is involved mm-hmm. but you can't get lucky if you're not putting you know, yourself out there exactly yeah. if you're not if you're not you know not in your case but handing out your card or you know what i yeah. mean being in being around being willing to take or that doing risk. it like I, I think for me especially like networking is something i want to get better at and a lot of times like, you go to f- film festivals and stuff and you're just like okay well here's the thing and rather than watching myself and you know there's some actors like adam driver who refuses to watch himself i don't blame him <laughs> I, especially I watch, know that yeah th- i think uh he was in an interview one time they started playing something that he was in and he just was like okay i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave he doesn't like to watch it. i don't blame him it's like maybe for him that just puts him really in his head i know for me there are certain i can kind of like take a step back nowadays because i've had to do it so much where instead of just criticizing myself the entire time yeah. which is easy to do yeah i'm like okay how can i do this better how can i do this better or very very lucky days i can watch it from a non-biased point of view and be like okay that was a good good project that was a fun watch yeah uh, but I think, like, doing film festivals and stuff like that, it, it's easy to get caught up in, oh, man, I hope people think I did good. I hope people think I did good. Rather than going around and seeing people as your peers and potential coworkers and being like, hey, man, like, I'm a person. You're a person. We both love to be creative. My name is this. And having no expectations from that. that yeah. I feel like that's all people want. People just want to connect with people at the and end then, of the day. Yeah, and people want to connect with people that they like or – and. And I think first impressions are everything. So if you come up and you're friendly and they're like, oh, yeah. hey, I like that guy. You know, he's he's nice. Yeah, which is <laughs> funny you say that because I always felt like my first impressions were always horrible. Or like I was always shy growing up. So I was like, you know, I'm the kind of I'm the kind of person that grows on you. Yeah. It's like I'm going to be that quiet person for a while, but then we're going to hang out for a little bit and I'm going to get loose and you're going to be like, you know, Tyler's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> see i'm like that too i'm I, like anytime like i'm in a new situation i'm I'm an observer so i'll kind of yeah. sit back and just kind of like see how people are see who people i could connect with and see how they act with yeah. each other and then i could kind of like throw myself in the mix and I'm like oh hey i th- thought that was a quiet guy yeah question do you find yourself when you do that do you find yourself changing the way you act in front of those people because you have assessed what those people would want to see no, I think I'm still myself, but I think I'm looking to see if I'm able, I guess, not be myself around them, but if I'm, if I'm willing to, I don't know how to put it, like, mm-hmm. not be accepted by them, but to see if there are people, like, willing enough for me to go around and, and take part in and be friends with. People that you would want to potentially hang out later on in life exactly create so that I'm, connection yeah so okay. if i'm like like these people are the complete opposite of me um you know i'll, I'll just kind of just be a cordial or yeah just like a, an acquaintance exactly but if i'm like oh, okay like you know I, I can mesh with these people and and i think be myself and and go and and hang out with and then i'll kind of you know jump in mm. it's kind of like test on the waters i guess in a way i get you i get you i feel like that's a, a healthier way to do it because i feel like for me we we're talking about like people pleasing and like perfectionism and i think for me a lot of the times in my life i was that shy person and i i i love people watching and i feel like i would assess people and be like okay this is what this person wants from me and i would give them that yeah rather than presenting my authentic self yeah saying i i used to do that too i mean just starting a new job or whatever i think a lot when i was younger and it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like 
I don't know. I, I never really felt good about myself after. I'm like, I'm not being myself and I'm being this person Yeah. to, to please this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and it never like felt okay. And you can't please everybody. No. And that's, that's, that's you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you tried, you know, you'll drive yourself crazy. Oh my trying gosh. To. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I never really, I think now that when I look back at it, I, I can see you, you know, being a shy person at first. Yeah. But I think just with just me and you, we just like clicked right away. Yeah. And it's just like, like, like <laughs> you never had that chance to like show me that. I think especially with people that like to, you know, you and I like to joke around a lot. We like yeah, we have really same sense of humor. I mean, yeah. uh, when we were at Tim's house the other night, just like. It was just like every time, uh, especially us three hang out, it's just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, we're it's just like, like we go off of each other. Yeah, and we're building on those jokes constantly to where it's almost like we're that's how we conversate. Yeah, and I remember like walking away, and it was just like it's it's kind of just like nothing's changed. Yeah, like, it's like we just we get back together and we just it's like pick up right, right where, where we, left. we left off. Yeah, I I love those kinds of friendships. Yeah, and it's it's amazing, and and you know going on almost sixteen years now. And I know, definitely wow. a, a lifelong friendship. <laughs> our friendship could drive a car. Y- yeah, or at least take the test. Yes. Would our friendship pass the driver's test? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Put it together. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> no, but um so you think you think you'd ever move back to like have a home in Colorado like I mm. think That's a good question. A, a, a base. That's a good question. I bounce back every I now get and then. I get asked that frequently by uh my family. I love Colorado. I will always love Colorado. There's a reason why I got, you know, Bear Valley tattooed on me because I, I always Bear Valley. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Bear Valley. I always want to remember. I knew. I think instinctually, I knew there would be a point where I had to choose something else over this, at least for a little while, to pursue what I wanted to pursue. Yeah. And but I never want to forget where I came from. I don't want to be one of those people that you know. It's like, oh, I'm too good for this. I'm too good for this. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's never been my vibe. I'm very low-key, like low-maintenance. I just like I like quality people, and I like quality experiences. So, you know, who, in terms of financially, you know, if finances were, were not in the question, then let's pretend they're not. You know, long-term, I, I think I would have a place back here. Um, how often... I would, you know, no, gosh, we're talking about like staying, like kind of living el- elsewhere, and like, I think there, I would, yeah, maybe. I th- I don't think I would necessarily live where I grew up in like the suburbs of Southwest Denver. Yeah, I think I might travel a little bit further into the mountains for like a more secluded area. Okay, like a uh, evergreen or conifer or is that too far i actually don't know that i'm not familiar with those areas i never see it that's the, we were talking about earlier was like we, i i i feel like i never really explored this area <laughs> to the fullest extent while i lived here yeah it's like I, I how how long of a drive is that like what one hour two hours no they're like maybe 20 30 minutes away. see it's like i could have done that easily on a saturday but i just chose to play video games instead and just like and i, I mean i was i mean there's so much I got to see the city because when I drove for Lyft, mm-hmm. I you know I got to go all over. Yeah. But I was I'm never when I was younger I was like in the mountains, but there was like really specific places I would always go to. Like I mean, there's so much of I've never been, I've drove through Grand Junction. I've never been yeah. south 
east colorado i've never been mountains as far as besides driving through it uh, yeah. i think the furthest i've been is like steamboat okay so i'm, I'm kind of the same i mean there's yeah. so much of colorado that i i've yet to see that's one actually that's one thing that i i'm actually really appreciative of is not of not living here is that i feel like when i do come here i take more advantage of like be, being able to appreciate the state for what it is yeah it's like well i gotta i gotta fit it all in in this little compact amount of time yeah and i mean you get to come back once twice a year yeah i'm hoping to do that a little more frequently it's this, especially with these last two years it's been a little bit yeah tough, 2020 but, was hard yeah i mean those two years don't even feel like years like, <laughs> I, I can't believe we're going our second year of oh COVID. my gosh i know <laughs> I was reading this thing, though, that a little light at the end of the tunnel is I think by 2024 it should be completely controlled and back to normal, which is what will be nice. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Are you vaccinated? I am. I'm vaccinated. I got my booster a few weeks ago just in preparation for the holidays. Nice. I did, too. I I was – I don't know. I was kind of – so I got the the two, obviously. I was like, Yeah. yeah, I'll do my part. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna do the booster because I don't even do the flu shot. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I think I just have a sour taste in my mouth because I, I got the flu shot and then I got the flu. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I was like, I trust, and I say I have a pretty solid immune system. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 re- I get sick maybe once a year. Okay. And it's always really mild. Yeah. So I was like, I trust my immune system, and then I kind of seen. This latest strain starting yeah. <laughs> starting to hit everyone, and I'm just like, yeah, let me just get that one last line yeah. of defense. And did were you affected at all by the, any of the vaccines? The second one, I was a little fatigued. I think I was just kind of being a baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, I, 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 same here. I was just like, you know, I was a little tired, but was I tired because of the vaccine or tired because I woke up at four thirty that morning? Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then now having a child, I mean, I really oh my get gosh, sleep. yeah. So, I, me and her slept in till eleven the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't, I couldn't tell you the that last time." That sounds glorious. It was amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think besides that, the latest she'll ever let me sleep is till nine. Does she take naps? Yeah, she'll take naps. Are you jealous when she takes naps? Yeah. Yeah. I would <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> and then uh, and then it's frustrating when she don't take naps because yeah, yeah, yeah. she'll be up all night because she's like so tired that she doesn't want to like go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Does she get like a little angry too when she doesn't sleep? Yeah, she'll get fussy. You're just like, look, I know you need a nap. Just I know you need sleep. food. This is going to make you feel better. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, uh, nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she's she's getting ready to come to the terrible twos. She started a little early, but. I mean, good news is if she starts early, then she'll get out of there early. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking forward to. But um, no, I mean, so I, yeah, to sleep to 11, it was it was so amazing. But uh, no, so on the, th- the third one, I my arm was sore, and then I, I felt a little something. But besides that, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I would rather deal with this than, like, the full the actual thing, yeah. And and it's scary, and I think that's what people don't realize is they're like, oh, well, you could still get COVID. But, like, yeah, you can get it, but it's not going to be quite as it's bad. It's not going to be as bad. And my whole thing is, like, you know, I wasn't affected by any of, thankfully, by any of the vaccines. Uh, I've... I feel like my immune system is is at a really good place. I try to take really good care of myself, especially given my family's health history. But I still want to make sure I'm being as cautious as I can Mm -hmm. so I don't give it to anybody. Yeah, that was a huge thing for me. You know, Natalie's parents are elderly, uh, my grandma. um, So, you know, to give them something being selfish and careless would feel horrible. Oh, my gosh, yeah. 
like and like I was talking about my my family health situation. There's not one person in my family I would feel safe giving it to. Yeah. Like my dad got it. He got it pretty bad, and thankfully he's fine now. But it's just like uh, I got a little worried there. For yeah, a little, you know? and you know that's and it's that's not like I can fly back and go to the hospital because at that time they weren't allowing people in the hospital. So. Yeah, and yeah, when uh, Natalie gave birth, you know that's something we were always worried about because I think in New York, like nobody was allowed in the room. Yeah. So we're worried about that. So gratefully, I I got to I got to be there. It was just me. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm how happy was that? for that. How was that experience? It was, it was amazing. Yeah. And crazy and exciting and just all around. I don't know. It's just so many different things. But it's probably one of the best things I've ever experienced in my life. And mm-hmm. yeah, just see a little person that's half you. Yeah. <laughs> It was amazing. It's, um, I've had this conversation with a couple of people and having her like, you know, it kind of like, I don't know if I could have another kid. Yeah. (laughs) I want to, like, obviously, you know, I want a boy. Every man wants a boy, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I'm grateful for her, but it's just like, I can't imagine like having to share or not share, but like love another child. Cause as much as I love her, Mm, I think, and this is purely from what other, uh, parents have said because i don't have children so i can that you know not that i'm just I know, kidding yeah. well i have my cat and that's yeah there you go. <laughs> but i think it's and i well maybe it's similar to you know maybe i can empathize in the way of like romantic relationships where it's not like i loved any of my previous girlfriends more than the other it was just a different kind of love yeah you're gonna have a different relationship with and your ev- kid everyone keeps saying that yeah but it's just like right now, like I it's hard to imagine. That. Yeah, it's it's hard you to imagine. I'm sure she, once I see him, she, you, like, oh, she yeah. has you wrapped around her finger. Oh yeah, I remember Tim told me that. Yeah. A lot of people told me that, and I was I, just well, like, I feel like it's hard. If I, I was have, like, no, they're not. Yeah, no, she's not. No, she's not. And I, like I said the other night, I was like, I seen her, and I was like, yep, yep, <laughs> <laughs> they're right. <laughs> You're like, dang it. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, I guess how so? How do you make friends out in LA? Just kind of through work or mostly through work uh work class um so i worked for that corporate gym uh for a while and as unfortunate as that experience was financially i was very happy to have that experience because i met a lot of people especially that first year yeah where we all like kind of became a good support system for each other and then I met a lot of people through class, um, and you know, there's always that shared struggle of like trying to stay sane as an actor because a lot of the people I'm in class with, uh, they're at a level where like this is what they do, this yeah, is, that's all they do. So for them, it, it for well for me, it's nice to see like even at that level, there's times in people's careers where they go years without a job, and you just gotta not lose your mind and stay confident. And not you lose your sense of self worth while you're going through that, and just yeah. know that it's going to pick up again. Yeah, and I feel like too, being friends with other actors, it's kind of like you guys are going through the same struggle. It's yeah, like and it's nice too for like self tapes because I actually the most recent short I worked on in October, the my co star actually lives on the East Coast in Maine. Mm. They flew him out for this, and then he flew back in between because we had a week in between. Uh, shooting days so he was like well i'm gonna go back i'm like opening up a flower shop with my mom so i'm gonna do that so he was out there i got a self-tape for a feature audition 
all of my friends were either working at the time. So I was like, oh man. And what I've been doing is just, I set myself up with my self tape set up. So like my blue sheet, my camera, my lighting, got it all perfect. And then I'll just have someone on, uh, FaceTime. Yeah. And like reading with me through FaceTime. Oh, nice. Which isn't ideal, but it works. Yeah. So I was just like, Hey dude, like, would you want to like help me with a self tape? And he was like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's nice having that too, where it's just like, we're going to, I know that there's going to be a time where I need to help him out with something like that. And it's just like, it, it just takes like 30 minutes or so. But yeah. It's, quick. It, it's nice to have that, that help. Cause otherwise you're kind of screwed. Yeah. There's been auditions where I've had it for like for commercial auditions where I couldn't get anyone. So I just recorded my voice for the other part ahead of time. And that takes so much more time. Yeah, and then also work. it's just like, it's not organic. Cause I'm like trying to hit these beats. Yeah. It's just like, it feels time. stiff. Well, if you ever want to send those to me, I'll, I'll help you. I do, yeah, honestly, like, if you're open to it, I would love to. Yeah, Because it's kind sure. of fun. It's just, like, messing around. And that's the beautiful thing I've learned from classes because going to – I think my issue with – I'm very fortunate – I'm very thankful for the experience I had throughout college. But my issue with arts in academia is that you're grading it. So at a certain level, the students are going to want to do well. Yeah. And you got to not approach it from that because you don't want to do well. There is no wrong or right answer. So it's like – endless opportunity and a lot of times we'll mess up in quotations but those are gifts yeah that puts you right in the center of the moment that makes you present so it's like there's no <laughs> wrong answer it's like a lot of my favorite auditions have been times where i've messed something up that i thought i was like i'm gonna go in and do this but it's like well i did this and i'm gonna kind of just follow where this takes me and yeah. it's it, it, it's led to really cool discoveries in the moment that you capture on camera and it's more fun to do it that way too otherwise it can get boring yeah it keeps it exciting. And exactly. Like, yeah. So if you're open to it, I wouldn't, I, I love that. Yeah. And put my name out there. Yeah. Well, honestly, <laughs> no, too, it's like sometimes, like, I had a friend help me with a self tape. My manager was like, I love the reader that you had. And I was just like, hey, you know, he doesn't have rep right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you're going to be the, the next Adam Sandler. I, I, I've and, always, I've always wanted your... to, if I will say, we'll manifest this. When I, when I am financially well enough, to fly everybody out i want to fly people out and have like vacations and like you know bring the whole family out yeah and just you know have fun and you know bring my friends into it and i there's like i said i never want to forget where i came from and i want to have people who have been big support system in my life in my life forever yeah no that's awesome and and you're gonna be there i mean the amount of work that you put in and and you know your story is similar to those who are so successful now where, you know, they, you know, they moved out to LA with nothing and, mm -hmm. you know, picked it up and yeah, I mean, just keep getting your face out there and, you know, you're definitely, definitely going to be it, you know? Thank you. I appreciate that, Jordan. It's, it's as much work as I try to do to not need validation from other people. It's nice to hear yeah, it's that nice other people hear. believe and in me too. And always, and, you know, since you've moved out there, I've, I believe you can do it since we were in, Drama one, you know. <laughs> thank you, Jordan. I, I believe you could do anything. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. No, and uh, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for your friendship, and it's always nice when you come back that, you Likewise. know, we get together. Like I said, it's never enough. Yeah. This time, you know, I got a little bit more than, than what we're used yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually so. really glad. I mean, we're doing this on, on Christmas Eve, but it's, yeah. it's nice. It's yeah. like there's no other way I would rather spend the, the beginning of my holidays is, is with good quality company. You know, good combo, good people. Yes, and that's a beautiful thing. Yep. <laughs> um, you. So, what do you got upcoming as far as? Uh, so I just wrapped that short. We filmed for about eight days in October. Uh, I did a screening for that, 
uh, not last weekend, but the prior weekend. So that was really cool because that's something I need to get better on. Like we were ta talking about public speaking. And even as an actor, you think like, oh, okay, you're really good at public speaking. But it's a lot different. No, it's fine. It's, I'm able to do it because I think the one of the things that helped me is I, I see through people. Yeah. Like I look through them like I'm trying to talk through them mm. rather than sitting there and like trying to like focus on everyone. I get you. And I don't make eye contact with nobody. Like I, I'll look through them. Like if there's, you know, there's a crowd right here. I'm, I'm looking past them. I'm looking at their forehead. I'm it's looking. It's almost like you're creating like a TV screen between yours. Like you're watching me from an extreme. Yeah, okay, and I'm, cool. I'm here. You know, I'm that's by myself. Helpful. Yeah, try it. Yeah, that's I'll how I'm to able to shot. do it. Yeah. Uh, so we did that, um, and then I just booked a small. There are no small roles. I booked uh, a role in a feat independent feature film that's going to be shooting. I just got my shoot days for that, so I'm going to be shooting for three days in January. Nice. Uh, it's a SAG, not it's a SAG low budget, so it is uh, part of the union. So hopefully this one all said and done, you'll be able to stream it somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I need to to watch more of your work. Uh, you can go uh, to you my website. Oh, yeah. oh, I forget you have a website. <laughs> I, I made a website. <laughs> so you can go to my website. Go to plug it real quick. Yeah, yeah, www.tylerrichmeyer.com. Richmeyer is R-E-R-I-C-H. Rich, R-I-C-H, Meyer, M-E-I-E-R. It's a nice sandwich with e-bread, as I remembered it as a young kid. Oh. .com. It doesn't have everything I have ever done on there, but I've tried to keep up with it as much as I can because, you know, things can get busy. But there are some... Some shorts, um, some links to other projects that I have done uh, in case you want to check that out. Some music videos that are pretty Yeah, you cool. did the music video. I like the music video. Which one? The where the sad one. The sad song. Oh, the one with the... Uh, the. Oh, you're crying because that girl left you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one was a really fun project. That one was a fun project. Because that one was actually most of the the whole thing they had an idea of what they wanted to get and then we just got some footage and kind of just went with the flow and most they she called me the next day and was like yo i think we actually have pretty much everything that we need we're gonna change narratives on this story because the footage we have just kind of is leading us in this direction so it was a very improv improvisational experience but it was so organically creative that it was just like Oh, this is really cool no i, I now that you tell me that i was like wow because yeah. I, I thought that was like all scripted no there were certain points that they wanted to hit, but it turned into something completely different, which I love because it, it's it's ever-evolving. It's always changing, and it's such a collaborative effort where it's just like you can think this is how it's going to happen, but it's like you know, you're know, you with a crew of – that one was a smaller crew, but it's like especially on the short film, like you're with a crew of like 20-plus people. It's like those 20-plus people have valuable input, and at any certain level of something happening, that's going to affect what you see on the screen. Yeah. I'm just the one saying the lines. I have the easiest job of all. Yeah. The other people make me look good. I know. I seem like a, um, like an all access, like back, not backstage, but kind of how films are put together. And there's like so much work. To oh my go, gosh, uh, dude! It's all in uh, lighting, editing, and sound for me is like. <sighs> <laughs> the editors really are piecing together a puzzle of a story that can go a million different ways, and they're choosing this and. It's just. I think just the editing part. Oh my god! Oh, like, it's so tedious. I, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it for smaller things because I'll edit like my reels and stuff. But yeah. oh my gosh, I could not imagine editing like a thirty-minute short. Imagine editing a three-hour movie. Oh my gosh. Like, 
no wonder it takes years like the the feature that we're filming in january is like i'm glad you didn't ask when people are going to be able to see that because i have no idea <laughs> some projects i'll get a year later some projects will be like two this last short they had a really quick turnaround it was like a month and a half so you just and they still they don't have the final cut so they just wanted to do the screening and then they're like all right we're going to continue to workshop this and then send it to festivals so. yeah and see i always thought um a movie was filmed and how it happened. No. So See, that's that was an my biggest part, <laughs> where it's like, sometimes you're shooting the last scene first. Yeah. It depends on like, the location. And it, like, you got to be, know that story in and out to be like, okay, this is where I need to be emotionally for this, for the story to make sense. Yeah. Otherwise you watch it and it'll feel disconnected and disjointed. And you're like, huh? So that's been something that I've gotten used to. That's too. so crazy. I'm like, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I forgot what movie it was, but they, they filmed the like last scene or the last couple scenes first mm -hmm. and then the first scenes last so then they got to have like the chemistry and everything oh my gosh. before they even like you know film throughout the thing and i'm like oh my god and that's just becoming you know or that's just being a good actor yeah hey, honestly we're talking about vulnerability and trust yeah trusting that that person is going to be there to catch me if i fall or just stay, like hold space for me yeah and i feel like it goes back to you know, just playing pretend. If I truly believe the words that are coming out of my mouth and I'm vulnerable enough to really put that out there and have that other person accept that and hold that space for me and believe that for me, then that that's such a beautiful yeah. connection. Where it's like immediately it's like I, I respect this person as a human being but also as a, as a professional. Yeah. And I think getting older now too, I mean, I'm just like so appreciative of like actors and, and like watching films and some of my favorite actors – like just watching him just create this masterpiece. I think the biggest one is Heath Ledger is just like, he oh gave his all into that role. And yeah. it's just like, it's crazy. <laughs> and it's like some of them, like some of the things that they have to go through, like body transformation. Oh yeah. With like Christian Bale and like the, uh, what's that? Uh, where he's, he the, got super the machinist. Skinny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To, to do that. And then didn't he, is that the one where he uh, did he film that before or after the Dark Knight? Because I think he had to like switch like transition. His, I like, think he body. filmed that uh, before the Dark Knight, and then he had to put on a little muscle. Yeah, but he's also like Christian Bale is someone who will go through a lot of transformation for yes. us too, and it's like that takes a lot of effort. I mean, it's it physically puts your body through places. Like, he was told by a doctor you should never do that again. Oh, Matthew McConaughey, too, for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, him. His, he his almost, diet was like black coffee all day. Yeah, I, I watched his interview with Joe Rogan. To, mm -hmm. Like He he did that. Uh, another one's Joaquin Phoenix for oh, the I Joker. Love I do, too. He's he's an interesting guy, but he's himself. Yeah, and I, I think that's the beautiful part about it is like at a certain level you're playing this character, but there are pieces of you in this individual that that can shine through that are uniquely yourself that only you can bring to it. Yeah. But you can't rely on that too much. You also have to bring elements of this person that maybe you don't find quite as prevalent in yourself. And I yeah. think that's where the work comes in. Yeah. No, and his, I mean, his transformation for that role. And that, oh I mean, gosh. that was such an amazing role. And it's like they're doing all this just to give entertainment to us. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's that's why. And I think, I mean, it's like. You know they're getting paid the big bucks. They're getting those roles because they just take it that seriously. Yeah, because they they do that. They're yeah. willing to do that and and go through that mm -hmm. risk. I had a, a a moment in class a while ago, and our teacher was like, you know, people always tell me they're like, oh, 
well, I'm going to do all this like character research when I book the role, when I book the role, when I book the role. Why are you not doing that right now? Yeah. Like, why are you going to wait to book the role? Create that behavior in yourself right now so you take this quite as seriously as you would if you got the role. Yeah. And that's just going to make you better at it. So it's like you got to take this as serious. It's like practice as hard as you're going to play yeah in sports exactly and, so that's, and that's how you i mean that's why athletes are so good because you know they're putting in that work all that that extra work you know that practice and yeah that preparation and you know that can transition into acting too oh exactly i think it's, it just comes down to the effort you're willing to put into it i remember my favorite thing was always learning my lines yeah i, I, I would love how did, how did you le- learn your lines back in the day i would just read it over and over mm-hmm. and um just say it out loud and just just going over it over and over and i i have i don't know i have this weird thing where i can learn word like lyrics to songs like i'll listen to a song maybe three times and, and i'll you know it and i'll know it um and i don't know that just just kind of transitioned to that and just I, you know i'd read it a couple of times so <laughs> when you know when we're in production and stuff and i'm i'm such a procrastinator that sometimes <laughs> i wouldn't learn my lines until like maybe like a month before oh wow so i don't know if you remember like you know we we're doing uh read throughs and all that like I, I would always have my uh script with me or mm-hmm. you know cindy would have to tell me my lines yeah yeah, yeah. and it was just like I, I i think just putting that pressure of like having to learn it in yeah. such a short period of time helped me too i think you know what's interesting about that i think there are some people that work that way yeah that's how and they're just like you know because they don't want to put too much pressure on the words themselves i feel like at least for me, it's it's that care, walking that careful line of being overly prepared because I, I, I want to be a perfectionist and make this really, really good. Yeah. But then also staying open to new discoveries because that's what rehearsal is. Let's let's screw up here. I mean, almost even into the performance aspect. too. If something happens, don't deny that reality that just happened on stage. Yeah. There's one show I saw one time in college that the, they had like a fake phone on stage and the character went to make a call and it like ripped out the wall. Oh, sh- and they didn't deny that. They were just like, kept going they were just like well the phone is broken so they kind of like made new words like wrote into it but it was just like such a beautiful moment because that's only going to happen there Mm -hmm. so it it brought everyone into this shared experience and it was just like that's what it's all about yeah and i i think i remember cindy teaching us that yeah uh, just to keep going just yeah just fall forward yeah and (laughs) and i think too like um because i don't know what like i always used to like i like watching like the director's cuts or like um you know like behind the scenes things like that mm-hmm. um just to see that where like you know something was messed up or it was supposed to be a blooper but they kept it because it was just so good and the actors kept going where they're like messed up and they're like oh fuck yeah you know what i mean or, well in in django leonardo dicaprio when he yeah when, when he, he, he cut, cut his, his hand, hand that that was real and they kept he it kept in. going yeah and, and just, i mean that whole cast if, if someone put their actual bloody hand on my face yeah, like, <laughs> she did such a good job of just like, and that's being a good actor character. too. Yeah, because yeah, that's that reality. Until cut happens, you were living that person's life. See, that's what I like. It's just like just keep going, and yeah. you know where you keep that, you know that raw organic. Because it's, it's it's exciting. It's unknown. It's yeah. Like, okay, we're jumping off this like, cliff oh, together. He, that's not supposed to happen, and you know you get real real reactions, and yeah, and, and, like you said, jumping off the cliff together. Because you have to be present with it. Because you're like, okay, well, it's like I can't just. And I think a lot of times, at least with myself, I recognize this in my own life where there's moments where we're talking about comfortability where it's just like, well, I'm, 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 I'm on autopilot. I'm just going through the motions. Yeah. And then something will happen. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm awake. Yeah. I'm alive right now. And I feel like that, those are those moments where you really feel alive and yes. present. 
no, that's that's it. No, I, talking about this, I'm like, it makes you want to do it, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's fun. It's great, dude. You you can there. You can do bunches uh, a bunch of theater. I mean, you can even like email agents out here and like try to do some. All you need is like headshots. Okay. I can h- help you hook up with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna need a headshot of you so I can put it up on. I'll give you a headshot um, of me. Yeah. My mom has that's. <laughs> <laughs> so she has like pictures of the family, and then for my sister, it's like her and her boyfriend, and then me. It's just it just was a, me, but it was just, it, it's a headshot of me. I'm like, you no, know, you have other photos of me. You don't just need my headshot. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, what is it? Um, due date. Where Zach Galifianakis is, has his headshots with oh, him yeah. all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his form of ID. <laughs> yeah. Well, back before like uh, everything became self-tape before COVID, it, that was like the big thing uh, you'd always hear. It's like, all right, keep your headshots in your trunk. Keep like a change of clothes. You never know when you're going to get an audition. You got to drive across town and just be ready for it. You yeah. Know, keep props there. Do everything to be prepared. Nowadays, it's just like. I can send you a headshot on my email. Yeah. My my email footer has a headshot on it. Yeah, I can send you to my website. You can have all this information. So I feel like it, it's interesting how things are starting to change that way too. But I still have physical copies of my headshots. I'll take one. Yeah, I'll give them. <laughs> I, have a, I have a few different ones. I'll let you choose. Oh, <laughs> it'll be like, you know, people put up pe- pictures of Jesus. Yeah, it'll just uh, be a just, shrine to yeah, me. Yeah, just you. <laughs> I'll do a shrine to you if you do a shrine to me. Deal. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't know. That's just something I've always enjoyed is, is you know, doing theater and yeah. and all that and acting. And I I think, thinking back, I, I either wanted to be a rapper or an actor. Mm. And I, I tried the rapping. It wasn't for me, which is fine. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. You could still write raps. Yeah. Oh, ghostwriter. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Yeah. Let me be your ghostwriter. All right. I don't think I can rap, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I'm. Um, thank you for doing this, Tyler. Yeah, man. And, thank you, you know, for having me. It's, it's been amazing a really good time. to see how far our friendships come and. Yeah. And where it's gonna go. Yeah, it'll continue to go. And yeah. I'm sure we'll look back in a year, and you know you'll. You'll get you'll get you a big gig, and I could tell everyone like, yeah, I had him on my podcast. Yeah, he's a really good friend of mine. Just takes that one that one gig, everything that changes one. overnight. Yep, and you know, just keep keep your your card in the mix. Yeah, and you know, and like I said, you know, I, I definitely believe in you, and you know, you're, the sky's the limit, and even past it's you know the lim- not even the limit. The cosmos. Yes, we are made of stardust. Yep. So. uh for those interested, tell people how, you know, they can follow you, get in touch with you. Uh, I'm not very super present on social media, but you can always follow. Probably my Instagram would be the best one, at uh, Tyler Richmeyer. Same spelling as before, T-Y-L-E-R-R-I-C-H-M-E-I-E-R. Or you can uh, keep up with my website, uh, and I do my best to keep up with that as far as, like, screenings and stuff you can watch. So. If you want to keep up with those projects, again, it's www.tylerrichmeyer.com. Uh, and those are, I would say those are probably the two best ways to, okay. to keep up with, with yeah. me. And then I'll put it in the description too. So. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yep. So again, thank you. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. And this isn't the last that we'll hear from Tyler, I'm sure. Or Jordan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone.